Data! 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 Oh, boy. All right, yeah, if you're hearing that, that means it's time for another episode of It's This Meets That. <laughs> uh, quote of the movie. There we go. <laughs> the podcast where we watch really terrible movies, which we hope you watch with us, but you're probably not. You don't have to. Yeah. Uh, I'm Russ, and... Uh, I'm Jared. So we did uh, Trailer Trash this last week, and um, what, what do we have, Jared? <laughs> refresh our listeners yeah the movie was as good as the trailer so uh robot riot um in case you didn't listen to the trailer trash uh, or watch the movie or you don't remember or you don't like us uh the description is uh unconscious soldiers are dropped into a testing site and discover their memories have been wiped and then the robot says once docile machines are the new intelligence uh, and that's the only summary of that we have the movie anywhere. Um, and it's, yes, written partly by human, written the rest by AI. Yeah, and actually I've got, I think the second, the second part makes actually way more sense now that I've read that interview with the director. So we'll talk about it. I feel better about the second sentence now. So quick info on the movie. So directed by Ryan Staples Scott. Uh, yeah, he's done, he's done four or five features, a couple shorts. Good for him. Um, not his uh, first movie. Surprising. Not his first movie. <laughs> not his first movie. Um, screenwriters on this were Ryan Stable Scott uh, and Aaron uh, uh, Murdys. I'm going to go with. Am I Murdys? Yeah. Okay, not a ton of writing credits either. Names and you know that's uh, hey you know everyone's going to start somewhere. Um, and then for actors, like there was not many people in, involved in this movie, but uh, I think the three there was just, actually there were four or five main characters here. I only have three listed, but. Um, there was uh, Ryan Merriman, who um, actually you've got a little something about Ryan Merriman here, right? Yeah. So Ryan Merriman, uh, unbeknownst to me, was the star of uh, Smart House. For those of you in the audience who were growing up in the 90s, uh, was a Disney Channel original movie uh, about a smart house. It was like back in 1999 when we thought that smart technology would uh, actually be really cool and not be like the little monitor I have sitting next to my other monitor that I can ask a question <laughs> and it will not answer correctly. So we're, we really reached peak smart house in 2020, but Ryan Merriman was all over it back in the nineties. <laughs> and he's, he's been in a ton of stuff too. Like he was in an yeah. episode of touched by an angel episode of Smallville, a uh, bunch of horror movies. Yep. Yeah, I don't think you really hate your career as an actor, though, until you do that first. You 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 don't really start becoming an actor until you get that first episode of of um, like SCU or Law and Order, right? You have to appear one episode of that, and then it's like, oh, everyone's your career kind of skyrockets from there. So true, Great it's a pattern point. I've noticed. So he hasn't done that yet, but yeah, he's got a, he's got the most credits I think from anyone else on the list here. Uh, yeah, I could see that. That seems reasonable. <laughs> um, and the other uh, the other folks we have in this one here are Kate. Brazel, um, she wasn't in a lot of stuff. Most of the people in this were, have probably started, it looks like they started acting, or at least their credits show up on IMDb since like 2017. Um, other notables, well, the four main, I guess the four or five people you follow around the entire movie. So Kate Brazel, um, you already covered um, Ryan Merriman. Jamie Costa, yep. uh, who we have to pause on for a little bit here. He plays uh, certainly a main character. He's a big time Star Wars fan film movie guy yeah wild really unexpected (laughs) i really very unexpected but he has been in like a bunch of these short um you know fairly decently done fan-made films like 15 minute 20 minute long films of like little 
quick little stories. He did. He was Han Solo in one. He was Obi Wan Kenobi in another one. And he yeah. did. I think he also did a voice for. He did some additional voices for um, the Final Fantasy VII remake. So yeah. that sounds right. <laughs> Jimmy Cost is the one from. If you remember from Trailer Trash that I said was knockoff Zach Woods uh, because yes. without a beard, he looks just like Zach Woods, but with a beard, totally different. <laughs> yeah. Like yep. When he's Kenobiing, I had no recollection of this guy. Um, and I think that's it. One other one that I wanted to call <laughs> out. <laughs> uh, so this one's fun because like you said, uh, there's not a ton of actors or characters in this movie in general. Um, and most of them are, credited with a single name except the only the only character who has m- many names is uh brock the guy who plays brock in the movie so yeah. in the movie, his character's name is duncan brock barrett brown and uh the actor's name is barrett carol curtis and so my thought is hmm. he insisted on having as many names as he has in real life <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're, I mean, literally, actually, there's only 10 people in this movie, so we could probably list them all off, but um, we're not going to do that. <laughs> but um, um, I, the one thing that we'll see through here, though, and I called this out, and this is definitely, a, so production-wise, we, there's no there's no production budget numbers or anything like that existing for this movie. It's it's um, very, um, we'll call it uh, DIY kind of feel to it, um, maybe a step above that, maybe a little bit. No. No, <laughs> no, yeah, no. It's definitely DIY. Um, I would say, like, a total... The total number of people involved in this movie was probably 20. Yeah, this is the opposite of money laundering. One grip, only one grip. How do you only have one grip? Shay, Shay Rody Orcut, if you want to hop on here and talk to us sometime, we just like you must be the master grip. Yeah, tell us about gripping for this whole movie because <laughs> crushed it. Slim, slim crew. We went out and made a movie. So, yep. Good one. It shows. <laughs> yeah, no, but hey, they did it. You're right. Um, we haven't we haven't made a movie, so we haven't yet. <laughs> someone's gonna, someone's gonna give us money and put our. We're gonna actually get drug cartels and our launderers money through us to make a movie. And we're gonna ideally, make, yeah, ideally. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So that's kind of the quick info on it. Hollywood pitch. So this one was hard and easy because <laughs> it felt lazy to kind of pick any giant robot movie, uh, which this is a giant robot movie, uh, but I did it anyway. <laughs> so uh, I went with uh, its Pacific Rim meets Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Now, a lot of Jurassic <laughs> vibes. <laughs> I feel like you get a lot of Jurassic vibes in this movie in general, right? Like it's very much, uh, I was waiting, spoilers for the movie, it's not, doesn't take place on an island. I. I, I assumed it took place on an island the whole time. It could. And I'm imagining, uh, you know, this is when the creations turn rogue, um, especially like the Indoraptor, uh, you know, going after everyone, killing them all, uh, uncontrollable. Uh, like just exactly what happens in this movie. Um, and Pacific Rim's a no-brainer because it's about big robots, so... Yeah, it's fine. Mine is so all over the place. I went, um, it's like Universal Soldier meets uh, the RoboCop reboot from 2014 meets the Truman Show. Okay, what's, uh, I don't know if I know Universal Soldier. Really? Yeah. No, I'm not going to make fun of you. I mean, I don't know. No, it's a Jean-Claude Van Damme, Dolph Lundgren special from like the 90s where they're a bunch of dead soldiers that they bring back to life and they don't know who they are and they're trying to figure things out and memories come back, blah, blah, blah. 
Okay. Where there yeah, is I, an element of this in them in this movie. Oh, totally. I, I couldn't name a JCVD movie for you. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. God, I could I could I could rattle them off right now, but I'm not going to. Um, yeah. And then the Durable Cop 2414 reboot. Did you see that, by the way? No, because good. I didn't want to. I didn't want to taint. Don't. Good, good RoboCop. Yeah, don't. You won't taint ro- good RoboCop. It's, it's nowhere. It's not even close. It's not even okay. within the same realm. It is uh, atrocious. I don't know why, even why I watched it. That sounds. And cool. and it's bad. It's pretty bad. It's like yeah, it's just bad. And it, but it gave me the same vibe of like they went a little over the top because that's what you need to do in reboots. Like, well, let's take Ed Two Hundred Nine and make like forty of them, or make these other drones and all this other stuff. And it's like you know. Oh, okay. You're telling so the wrong story right now. You're just telling the yeah. That's what I was gonna ask. Did it? So they did they do like a like a remake of Ed Ed Two Hundred Nine? And was it? Yes, it was garbage. Did it look more like the robot in Robot Riot than yes. the original RoboCop? Okay. Yep. That's why. I, that's also the reason why I kind of dropped in there. Yeah, because I mean, this this robot looks like Ed Two Hundred Nine, regardless. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, like this is a total straight, yeah, it's it, definitely. Um, and I threw a Truman Show in there because there is a little bit of a, a voyeuristic thing going on where the guy is watching them and seeing how they're doing in this world. And I just yeah. thought it'd be fun to throw that in there. There's no comedy in this movie whatsoever, though, but, you know. No, and, I, and that's where I feel like it's less Truman Show because it's more like an everyday life kind of thing and more like a cabin in the woods. If you're going to go that angle. I was, so cabin <laughs> woods is on the list there. Okay. Okay. I was, I was, maybe they swapped that out, but I feel, I still feel good about this. I still feel yeah. good about what I'm going with. So no, I like it. Those, those made sense. All right. Neat. Time for fast facts. Do it. I feel like, are we motoring right now? Or are we just getting better at this? Uh, yeah. I think we're just trying not to make every episode an hour and a half. So <laughs> you're welcome listeners. <laughs> We've heard your feedback, all two of you. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one of you, right? <laughs> Maybe he said it twice. <laughs> yeah, he probably said it at least once. So. <laughs> <laughs> he did say, to be fair, he did say we sounded very good. So, oh. shout out to Sam. <laughs> thanks, bud. Uh, so, for fast facts, uh, unsurprisingly. <laughs> Uh, this movie was shot in Oklahoma. I say unsurprisingly because was, it's the most Oklahoma-looking place of all time. Have you been to Oklahoma? Yes, and I assume uh, it's just like uh, I, I. The parts that I haven't seen, I assume have no human signs all over them, like this movie set does. <laughs> uh, have you yeah. been to Oklahoma? Uh, no, that's actually one of the eight states I've been to. Oh wow! Just well, throwing it out there. Been to a lot of states. Yeah, skip it. <laughs> i'm gonna purposely go to this town so it's a ghost town of of mod oklahoma yes um and i'm not sure if you caught in one of the one of the scenes when they're walking through the center of town there is in the background there's like <clears throat> uh all the storefronts were like kind of you know boarded up and there was like writing on the walls did you catch it they actually had the name of the, <laughs> the name of the town on one of the walls i did not no it said mod m-a-u-d which is where we're yeah Hey, maybe that was part of like the town's agreement with uh, our director here, our hero. Yeah, it just makes it really tough. And they're like, oh man, I wonder where we are. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the town's right behind you, idiot. <laughs> Look at the sign that says Mod Oklahoma. <laughs> right behind you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Ryan Scott actually talks a bunch about Mod Oklahoma. It seems like I, this is where I didn't do enough digging to know if he's from there or not, but he made it seem like he, he was... Uh, very excited and proud about Oklahoma movie scene um, and talked about just like rolling into this ghost town 
and asking a bunch of random strangers on the street because apparently this town is a ghost town but also full of random strangers uh and interesting yeah and he he goes up to them and says uh do you mind if i film here <laughs> and they said oh you have to talk to the mayor and they they were like they probably just ran and hid in the woods and like the mayor which like this is a ghost town i thought like why is there a mayor yeah uh, and so they went to the talk to the mayor and the mayor said sure uh very excited to have anything happen here um like please do anything because <laughs> <laughs> it's a ghost town yeah, try and please do an activity here uh, and pay us, pay us a little bit of money. Um, so in that same interview, which I really recommend that you read when we're done with this, just because it's it's fun. As a potential aspiring filmmaker like yourself, Russ, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can probably learn a lot from this guy. So <laughs> the interviewer asked him the question, what gave you the idea for the for the film, for the screenplay? What sparked it? He starts by saying, I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> I think he's stuck with that, but okay. Yep. Yep. And then, and then follows it up with, we wanted to do something involving some very heavy visual effects. Something that involved a lot of all kinds of effects, as many as you can cram into a movie. And we just really wanted to test the limits of what's possible on this level of filmmaking. And so it's a very ambitious idea. <laughs> yeah. He knows, like, there was no money in this movie, uh, for sure. Yeah. And so he wanted to do as much as he possibly could with computers for as cheap as possible. And now I understand this movie. <laughs> it, this, this, this definitely clears up a lot of, a lot of things. Yeah. And it's a, uh, it's a spoiler, I guess, for probably halfway through the movie. Well, whatever. Let's just call it right now. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers from now on. Yeah, spoilers, spoilers. Uh, but it's going back to that second sentence, right, about... Mm. Uh, docile robots are, are the new intelligence or whatever so in the second half of the movie there's like a maybe two or three minute scene where they uh, run a commercial for this town of the future uh, run by robots Yep. which they, makes no sense in the context of the movie oh no fucking way does it <laughs> And like, it's not like they never talk about it again. They never address oh. it at all. No. But according to Ryan Scott, like that's the core premise of this movie is like, there was this robot utopia mm. and, and this guy came in and corrupted. Like there's a huge grand universe here that they just don't explain in the movie. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Hold on. Yeah. That's the core. That's the core plot of the movie. Is that <laughs> really yes. wait that that already existed. And then, or yes. no, or this was a testing ground for that stuff. I thought it was just a testing ground to be to get there. No, and that's what I thought because that's what the movie led us to think. <laughs> but <laughs> according to Ryan Scott, it seems like people like lived in this utopia and then uh, you know it got corrupted. And <laughs> oh, now it's now things are making some sense. Yeah, and the second sense sentence makes we were like, oh, do, there were domicile robot helpers, uh, and that. And now they went <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So I don't know if this movie is better now or is it no. worse? Okay, thank you. Way worse. <laughs> Wait, uh, okay. Because because if it had been that way, it would have been watchable at least. And this interview that he did with uh it's like Oklahoma Times, like some Oklahoma newspaper. Yeah. Uh, 
it's very in depth and covers a lot of this of like what he intended the movie to be and like uh he talks about the, so the original script what that makes no I, i'm sorry well we're gonna get to it when we did but because we i have a comment about the whole video and now it's gonna make so much more sense but <laughs> why i said what i said and now i have so many problems with this movie <laughs> yeah yes yes exactly and like he <sighs> He talked about writing the first or getting the first draft of the script and was like, oh, yeah, this isn't great uh, from somebody else. And he, he literally says it was 90 minutes of, you know, people running from robots and fight scene after fight scene after fight scene. And that doesn't make for a plot line. There's no it's not a good plot. Before he <laughs> fixed it, this movie was just 90 minutes of fight scene after. Like, that's exactly what it still is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Has it changed? No, nothing makes sense at all. Um, and he, and then he talks about how um, the, his only objective lately is making money. <laughs> he's like, uh, oh. like, <laughs> he's like uh, yeah, I didn't think that, I didn't really like the concept that much. It wasn't totally my concept anymore, but you know, we felt like it could make some money and that's kind of been my objective. <laughs> AKA I've got to pay rent. So really a window into Ryan Scott's world. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's interesting. That the vi- oh man, this video thing now is gonna make. Oh, okay. Yeah. And last thing that I wanted to get off of, just because it made me so angry, was when he's talking about uh, like fixing this original script that he got. Yeah. He goes, he, he says, "Well, so I was given the task of saying, okay, something needs to happen every seven minutes." Like, wait, who put that task on you? Like, why? Yeah. He's like, someone has to die. Someone needs to get shot. Something needs to happen every seven minutes because I didn't want the movie to be boring. Why seven minutes? Why? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't There's know. So many questions. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shall All we? Right. We shall. Let's stretch it out. Stretch it out. Let's get into this. <clears throat> if you haven't heard already, spoilers from this point on. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dive into this. This uh. Just riot. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So let's yeah, let's start off. So it kicks off uh, right off the bat. Like, and, and listeners, if you've listened, because you're a listener, Jared and I have this thing. Mostly Jared has this thing about the calling out the production company and animations on the source, how many there are and before a movie starts. Yeah, I care um, a lot about it. Yeah, it, which, hey, that's important because nowadays you just get like a million of them. You're like, all right, when the, is the movie going to start? Can I go get my popcorn? Um, right. This movie just kicks right off the bat with, there's only three production companies, uh, and but there's one that is only shown in the beginning credits, right? Yep. And it just comes in like volley, decibels beyond what should be, like you shouldn't have to listen to something this loud. Like my TV was on, I'm still enjoying my TV was on 10, which is like, normal sound this is fine yeah i think there's a lot of problems in movies anyways with balancing audio commercials and all sorts of stuff someone needs to write a standard and be like this is it this is home sound anyways it was so loud like their production and then it happens to be called high octane pictures and i was like yeah of course it is of course <laughs> like, because i no. care about you dear listeners uh yeah. i when i when i shouted data into the mic earlier I backed way off the mic. <laughs> so that way uh, you wouldn't be assaulted in your ear holes. Like if I was going to go like, meow, 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 like good, I, yeah. would do that, I do that from far away because right. I care about you. Yeah. We're assaulting enough to your, to your, to your ear right. holes. You're putting up with 
the minimum of what we're doing right now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was it. It was loud. I actually, it was angered when I, when I quickly wrote a quick note, I actually was just like, I'm trying not to swear as much anymore, but I was like, fuck you with the volume. That's <laughs> stop it. You're, you don't need to be that loud. And then it just kicks back down to normal, normal, like audio, like sound, like levels. Decibel yeah. level there. Difficult to hear, you mean, because at that point my volume was set way so, yeah, right. <laughs> Turn it back up to normal. Right. <sighs> Someone fix that. Mr. Dolby, go fix that. Um, all right. So then we, <laughs> we zoom in on knockoff Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> yep. So we wake up uh, in blurry screen and we just wake up to knockoff Shia LaBeouf. Uh, Broad look at duty's cough and he's waking up, getting his bearings. And first line of the movie is, and this isn't me swearing, this is a movie swearing, but uh, where the fuck am I? Yes. Uh, and then they do, and I think, yeah, we, so we get a sense of like, okay, this guy obviously doesn't know where he is. Uh, and he's just been dropped out of nowhere and is confused. Yeah. Um, and then, go ahead, what's that? I was just saying, we start to hear like a siren in the background, like kind of background noise, just like, like it, it sounds like the inception the inception yes right and I, I made a note about it because he uh knockoff shia labeouf here uh is like basically crying complaining about the sound of how loud this is and yeah. i'm just coming off the high octane intro so yeah. like this is way quieter than that <laughs> yeah actually i yeah that was this is a perfect maybe was that like a joke like Maybe, like, I felt like him listening to the High Octane production logo pop up oh, yeah. over my ears. Trying to bring us into the universe. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, and then we get a quick shot of a chip on the back of his neck, which looks like just spare parts from a Radio Shack, which is fine. But, yep. hey, you know. Yeah, it's like definitely like an LED and one of those clear Band-Aids. <laughs> yeah, and then some post effects that keep it, make it look like it's more futuristic than it actually is. Yep. This is fine. Um, and then we quickly jump to, we get a shot of like uh, a first robot, right? Yes. Um, and this is he, so he immediately goes from like kind of getting his bearings, he jumps up and now he's kind of faced off with uh, the Ed 209 ripoff, which if you listen to the, the, the trailer trash, um, this is pretty much the, the scene right from the, from the trailer. Yes. Um, it's this opening scene. So he faces off with this kind of Ed 209 ripoff. Um, and at this point I'm like, oh, it looks okay. Yeah. It's fine. It's like it's a step up from sci-fi for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely a step up from like old sci-fi channel stuff. I would say, like, yeah. I think you know later sci-fi stuff channel they got better budget and were doing a little better. But yeah, um, but like we called out in the trailer, there's no way the robot does not shoot this guy. Like he's he's, yeah. running, he's maybe thirty feet away from him. Uh, shoot, like running in a straight line. If they're going to do a weird Ed 209 ripoff, at least make it make the same kind of attack where it just kind of like sprays and obliterates everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, no, there's nothing else. Nothing else got obliterated. Like, and I would assume a, a, a robot this big, like Ed 209 had some heavy gauge. Like, like his in, your intro to Ed 209, you immediately understand how nasty. I actually rewatched it because I was like, single looks like Ed 209. I watched the original RoboCop movie. If you haven't seen it, please. Oh. That's Stop like, listening to us and go watch that because, like, yeah. that's you have to. One of the scariest scenes I think I've ever seen. Like, I don't know. With the I intro to Ed 209. Yeah. <laughs> Where he rips up that guy in the board meeting. Yes. Like, like I was, so... I was pretty young. I think the first time I saw Robocop, but like, I saw when I was 10. <laughs> yeah, probably same, uh, you know, different time period, but <laughs> still. Holy yeah, and, smokes. 
I almost shit my pants the first yeah. time. <laughs> I was terrified. <laughs> and it was like relentless too. And he just like tore him up. It was like, oh my God, this is brutal. Yeah. Fast forward to 2020 and here we are with this Ed 209 ripoff. And this thing can't even hit this guy who's running in a straight line. No, couldn't hit uh, the broadside of a barn. Couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. And nothing else was getting torn up. Like no trees were getting torn up. No, not even, I don't even think there was any bullets in the dirt. It was just like CG. They, they were like, oh, we forgot to, you know, tear up some of the cover that we were shooting at. Yes. <laughs> it was like, so like, you know, in 209, he's got the, he's got the two guns on obviously left, right side. It's like the guy just ran in the middle of the two guns and like yep. the guns only shot straight. Yep. No movement. There was zero movement. Um, okay. So that's that. So we get kind of a idea. We get these chips in the next, uh, we get kind of a sense of the world, I think. Yeah. So people, people, people who are wearing, uh, basically white jumpsuits and, and some body armor. Um, yeah. they're basically less like, obviously all those characters when you see them just assume that they don't know who they are and what they're, what's going on. And then, uh, we meet, um, Piper. Yep. I, I, I thought her name was Pepper. Uh, I didn't pick up on her name until, uh, like another five scenes from now, so. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, cool. So me neither. So, so Shane's getting attacked by, so Shane, because we never got name tags, by the way. So he's got a name tag. It says Shane, right? I, I love this. how every character in this movie is wearing a name tag. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's the best. Um, so he's wearing a name tag. So he's like running from this Ed 209 ripoff. He jumps into or finds cover in like an empty building. And then we see a quick, oh, that's right. We see a quick shot of, of the Ed 209 robot just gets obliterated, right? Yep. Oh, and this makes me, this gives me a thought. So anyways, this Ed 209 thing gets, gets obliterated. And then we cut back to Shane inside this building and he meets uh, Piper. Yeah, main character Piper, who we'll talk about it later. We'll get this to it. also makes me furious, but. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me um, so she comes in <laughs> and she comes in hot with one with not only blowing up Ed 209, but then she comes in hot, which is like a bunch of questions for this guy, Shane. Yeah, what's your name? Well, he's wearing a name tag. Yeah, what's your name? <laughs> and he's like, I'm not sure. And she's like, Do you think it's Shane? And she points to his name tag. And he's like, Oh, I, I guess. Um, and this is a good point. This is a point where you recognize the acting um, that's in this movie, and you kind of get a sense of like, Okay, this is going to be bad. Yes, Piper, I feel like is particularly bad. <laughs> yes. uh, and there is a moment where we definitely we come across another actor who is worse than the rest, and we're like, Oh, this now might be the worst actor but yes <laughs> and uh yeah. at that point at that point i like that shane already gives up <laughs> like yeah shane's like well there's a big robot and uh i don't know who you are and like we don't have any any supplies or anything like that and then he just goes so we're pretty much fucked <laughs> <laughs> and that's it yeah which is almost what i use as the intro quote instead of the data one but <laughs> All right, so let me cut from those two. We cut to just another random dude in it, like a junkyard area, right? Yeah. This yeah. is so this is this is uh, Armstrong, according to his name tag, right? So this guy lands, and then um, he's kind of like flipping around. They do another quick shot. Okay, he's got a chip as well. We got this. And I don't know. I kind of cracked up when like he's sitting there like trying to gather his shoot together and trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And like yeah. in the background, someone else just falls randomly <laughs> and like oh, yeah. crashes into like a truck or something hysterical and it was in the trailer and i i didn't know what what it was like i saw something fall out of the sky in the trailer and i was like that's weird it's just another person yeah and in the movie as opposed to the trailer in the movie they complete it with like a guy going ah! like as he's like <laughs> as he dies 
It's really ruthless. <laughs> it's totally ruthless. <laughs> oh my god. So this guy Armstrong, he's kind of like, oh yeah, maybe this is another main character. So he's like scrambling, getting his stuff together, and, and then finds himself inside of a, a big shed area, whatever warehouse thing, and he's like digging through like, um, you know, boxes trying to find some scraps or something, right? I don't know, something to, to yeah, that's useful, I guess. Follow him for far too long. <laughs> Way too long. He's he's useless. It's a whole useless thing, right? Um, other than, I guess, so he's scrambling through stuff, right? And then he finds some, like, cool-looking, cool-looking-ass weapon, I think, right? Yeah, well, it's cool-looking, but also the most plastic-looking gun of all time. <laughs> and then he's, like, he hears something, I think, right? And then he kind of spots, like, we get a, like a just a leg shot of like we see what looks like just a, a, a normal human you know the military leg you know foot whatever boot yep and then to the left a robotic foot steps down right yep exactly so, cool. so we, like is there a robot is there a cyborg is like somebody what's going hybrid, on we get some type of hybrid type of thing going on here right yep um and then he's like he's like all right so he's got his gun he's like looking around he like hunts around like these they're, they're like um they're kind of like a like like a uh, lanes or uh, I'm blanking on the word right now aisles of like a grocery store basically right and he comes around one he's like peeks his yep. head around and then you get a full body almost a full body shot of this cyborg hybrid thing and funny enough it's got no head and it just turns which is funny because it doesn't have a head so it doesn't know where it's looking but right it turns looking towards him and then it's like picking a head that's like on the shelf it was all very weird didn't quite get what's going on I mean I got what's going on but it was just, just yeah stupid. and it had a it had a men's voice and I thought it was interesting that in the in the trailer. I could have sworn that the woman was the cyborg, like one of the women mm. was a cyborg character, just the way they cut the trailer, which I kind of appreciated is like, that was a, a nice little bit of deception if you happen to watch the trailer. And then a woman just appears, another human, I guess, with the yeah. white overalls and the, and the armor. And she just shows up at the end of the aisle. And Does not introduce herself. No intro, like, no weapons, no gun, no nothing, just stands there. The headaches will last a day or so. Yeah, just skips over any kind of, development <laughs> of the movie and it's just like yeah the headaches will last a day or so we've got about a, a week's worth of uh, food and like a day's worth of water and then she starts talking weirdly about how apparently like this is a thing that happens all the time like i was like yeah. oh this, this is why we don't care about the guy who fell out of the sky a couple minutes ago because apparently this happens all the time and she says lots of mangled and chicken fried bodies and i was like wait and they do a quick cut to like a body who's just like fried over in the corner it's like what <laughs> what's frying the bodies <laughs> yeah like what are they they're just parachuting in and then that's what they cut is that do we get a shot of like the, the plane going over like parachuting in recruits yes yeah we do okay yeah so she's like oh yeah and he looks up and he's like what's going on and it's like oh you see a plane's like you know big military planes flying over and just like people parachuting out of the back of them some are landing some are some are landing safely some are not some are just dying on impact so yep yeah, regardless, this new guy is, like, not, like, you're assuming that this is now, uh, based on everything we know so far, like, okay, now we have two groups of humans that are out looking to survive in this brave new robot world. Yep. Uh, and then, in a split second, new guy's dying on the ground. <laughs> Just dead. Just gets, like, a the old sink right to the back of the neck through the throat. That was like brutal. But why? And also he's just he's sitting there dying for way too long. <laughs> way too long. And why? Yeah, like th and this so it this this lady, she sounds like she's been around for like she survived a while, you know? So she's got a sense of what's going on. She nonchalantly just shows up in the shed and is just like, Yeah, whatever, dude, what are you doing here? So she's gotta lay the land. 
Um, but then she just kills this guy? Like, for what reason? And none that makes any sense. And now that I've seen her end uh, later in the movie, it still makes no sense. And exactly. so she stabs in the back of the neck. He's dead. He's on the ground. He's, like, taking a very long time to die. It's kind of annoying, actually. Um, yeah. And then he does the old, uh, he does, like, the old slow hand reaching out for his gun. Yep. And it's just, like, <laughs> shaking on the ground. It's like, this is terrible. And she's, like... <laughs> kind of kicks away the cosplay gun and it's just like doesn't he even say something like i thought we were on the same team (laughs) oh yeah it's a game and you're losing that's what it is (laughs) that's her line to him and then she picks up the gun and yeah the camera basically his head and i think shoots him so and i thought again great another new main character at least this one's more interesting like she's got something something going on here where she wants to she's like now maybe she's the new bad guy I don't know. I was really excited about this new malicious character. Yeah, there was a Monmi too that thought that she was the robot. Yeah, same, same. I totally thought it was the robot. I was like, the way she just popped up so nonchalant, like no human would ever do that. I'd be terrified. I'd be like, who are you? What are you doing here? And also have other recruits fallen and like attacked you in a way? Like, (laughs) like, what's the little backstory there? Like, or maybe, oh, you know what it is? Maybe they've done the the hybrid character robot has been infiltrated into other groups before so they can't trust you know what i mean she probably watched all of her other you know maybe comrades die from like the hand of like one of these hybrid robot machines i think you're giving the movie too much credit (laughs) i think i am too but i think i figured it out um okay so that's that we get back to piper and shane our two first two there um they're just gearing up um they're seeing other recruits falling from the plane as well or getting shipped out yeah it seems like there are dozens of people being dropped from the sky at all hours yeah seems wildly unsustainable (laughs) yeah like what what is okay so um so that's that i mean they don't do too much and then we come across another new guy in the middle of a field right yep uh and this will be the next two characters meet are actually fairly main characters and they follow along for like the rest of the story um so we get this other random guy he's in the middle of a field and he's like getting his bag together uh and then one of these big ed 209 things starts coming towards him and he like takes a whack at it with a machete which is yeah (laughs) he i think he grabs some cover behind like a truck or something and pull out a machete because he'd have a gun and he just whacks at the thing's leg with a machete yep works every time but then he gets saved miraculously by this woman madison yes our second lady, military lady, Madison, she was hiding out in the woods and she had one of like the special guns that Armstrong came across. So it could give you a hint that like, hey, there's weapons around here that you can get that can like take these things out. Yep. And she takes it out, right? Yep. She does take it out. Yeah. Uh, well, um, kind of. So she, she takes a couple of shots at it. That's the other thing that like made me concerned. Uh, she takes a couple of shots at it. It seems like maybe does a little bit of damage. And then they run maybe like 50 feet in front of it and yeah. stop. <laughs> yeah like you, can, you can still hear it right behind them <laughs> yeah like yeah, the, the spacing didn't make any sense because like oh is it dead have you killed it with just that thing because like then this, this shouldn't be a problem but then they don't give you a real sense of like can those guns like they kind of like zap them and they electrocute them and like they're frozen for like a second but like right like the thing is walking around behind them and they're like paused in a field now so that madison can go ahead and list the inventory of everything in the pack for me which like okay yeah, and then um, I kind of glazed through a lot of this conversation, but there's some key points here. Um, she was like, so what was your plan with the whole machete attack? And he was like, self-defense. But she's just laying down the law. Like, so she, like she's been around for a long time, too. 
Like I get the sense like she's been she's survived for a while now. I don't know. I'm not convinced no. that she's been there for that long. I think she's in this latest round of recruits. Okay. All right. Um, just like from the, cause she's not, she's not as mangled as this other woman. <laughs> so Madison's, she's pretty, she's pretty hardcore. Um, she's laying on a law. She's like, I think it's about 6 PM. She's like, I think West is that way. If it's 6 PM and the sun is going down, it's definitely the West. <laughs> pretty sure. But Hey, maybe we're not in Oklahoma. Maybe, I don't know. People don't know that. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like the Australia of America, where toilets go the other way, and uh, <laughs> just in Oklahoma, just in Oklahoma. Also, not true. <laughs> not true. <laughs> um, she has nothing. She doesn't want anything to do with this new guy, Brock, aka Bro Brock. Um, neither do I. Um, yep. She starts abandoning him, and yep. he's insisting that they stick together. Uh, yep. He's like very insistent, and then he has a weird line that. I think we all kind of glossed over, but the last time he says, I, I really think we should stick together. You should at least give me your weapons and supplies. And he doesn't really get to finish that sentence, but I was like, <laughs> wait, what? what? <laughs> like, why, like, why are you carrying this? Bike? Yeah, what, <laughs> what makes you more qualified than this woman who <laughs> saved you? Yeah. Who saved you, dumbass? Like you're chopping at a mech with a machete. Yeah, and then he doesn't get to finish the line because that's when they bump into the force field. And they comically kind of just fall over. Right. Um, so there's now we understand that there's a there's a, a barrier that's keeping them trapped. Yeah, I'm glad you said some kind of barrier because they also said, oh, it's like some kind of barrier. Oh, 100%. That's what they said. It was like, it's not some kind. It is, it is a barrier. <laughs> like, oh, it's a barrier. If you're familiar with killer robots you should probably be familiar with force fields or the concept of like, so yeah, absolutely. Like we're, we're in sci-fi territory already. <laughs> yeah. You're shooting laser gun, electric laser gun, whatever, like yeah. oh, so you've got a barrier. Hmm, yeah. Some kind of barrier. Well, no, it is a barrier because you can't walk through it. Can you? So some <laughs> and then, kind. And then I love when he goes, looks like you're stuck with me because there's no other option for this woman. Like, Sadly, sadly, there's no other option. Actually, there is an option. I was like, just walk away. Just walk away. So it's like, yeah, you know what? Actually, you can just walk away from him. And if he keeps falling, just shoot him. Sure. Yeah. You got the big electric gun there. Yeah. I mean, maybe she has gripes about ending another life, or well, we will. We'll talk about that soon because that happens kind of randomly too. Good point. Um. So then we bounce back to Pepper and and Piper. Piper. Thank you. If I fixed it. Uh, Piper and Shane, uh, they're now in the main town. Yep. Where there's no human signs. <laughs> yes. What the, like, why? Yeah. Like, as you learn more about the rest of this movie, like, why would those signs be there? Yeah, which makes me think, and that gives me a, a little more credence for the whole, there was some kind of weird human robot utopia beforehand and like maybe mm. like if it was in the 50s or like the 40s and 50s maybe mm -hmm. it was like a segregated society where like mm -hmm. no no humans allowed in this bar or mm -hmm. like i don't know like i think you're giving it a little too much <laughs> yeah i think it, it's like i think it got very like district nine like <laughs> yeah oh yeah 100 percent. yeah it's actually commentary on apartheid and <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it's even close <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, so we start seeing it, like a lot of shots from like the trailer also pop over too. So yeah, a lot of no human signs or a lot. One, we see two of them actually. Um, 
and they come up to a building. Um, so they walk through town, whatever. Um, and there's definitely this, this is where the shot where you see the name of the actual Oklahoma, like VOD name of the town is in like the background. It's pretty great. And then they come to a building. I don't know. I guess they're just walking around looking for supplies, right? They, they pass by a Humvee, which is very important later on. Yep. Um, and they pass by that and they come across a, a, a building no, no human sign. I don't know why they picked this building to go into. I don't know if they said any reason why, but um, I, didn't. <laughs> I didn't think so. And when <laughs> the first shot of the door, like the, the door is like padlocked. And this is important because this comes back later. Yeah. The door is padlocked. And this is where like, she's like, they start walking towards it. And she's like, I'll go check out what's going around back. At first I was like, why? Splitting up sounds like a bad idea. Sure. Um, so they split up. He goes in. It's an empty building. Um well, there's lots of weird stuff in the building and a lot of it doesn't seem like it makes a lot of sense. Like nothing really matches anything else. Like, like the, he goes and like finds canned goods at one point and those seem relatively new and in good shape. Whereas like there are other like metal chairs and things that are like totally rusted out and destroyed. Like nothing in this whole place seems like it makes any sense. Yeah. Yep. Um, so they go to this building. So this building is actually very important as we find out much later in the movie. So it's, whatever it's the thing so we get to this building it's empty but shane's walking through uh piper's walk around the back apparently um he's walking through he comes to a room and he finds canned food right goods whatever yep and then the lady from the beginning who just shows up everywhere she pops up and is just gunpoint on him right yep and it's just like yep turn around blah blah who are you what are you doing here blah, blah. um and then just blammo out of nowhere she just gets toasted in the head yeah was not expecting that i was not expecting that <laughs> and i was like ah <laughs> it, was, it was funny because what was funny was like uh yeah she shows up and she's like bah, 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 and he's like i don't know what's going on and all of a sudden her head just like doesn't explode not in a good way it's just like it looked terrible and then it was funny because they cut to him and it looked like someone they, they cut to him and it was like a pause where it looked like someone just took like ketchup and like flung it across his face yeah <laughs> Like which they great. did just great this is great this is awesome they definitely went to arby's for lunch and like the like, director director was like oh we gotta we we don't have any fake blood on set here barbecue sauce packets and just <laughs> smash it across his face right we have the meat <laughs> hey diy you know get it done yeah um Chris arby's <laughs> yeah all day um and then we find out that uh piper she came around and just smoked him yep classic piper Apparently, like, again, I was kind of upset because I thought that this uh, psycho killer woman was going to be a main character. And then she's also gone. She's just gone. Yeah. I think this leads up right where we get to the exposition over the loudspeaker from our bad guy. Yeah. So then we get to the last because there's this this town has got loudspeakers all the place, uh, which are used quite frequently throughout this movie. Um, and it's just the bad guy kind of giving the whole speech on like what the hell's going on and why they're there. Yeah. If, uh, by the way, for the listeners, if, if it sounds like we haven't been describing what's happening in these scenes as much as we have been lately, uh, that's because nothing's happening in any of these scenes. No. <laughs> they're literally just an empty building. Then they're in town Then they're in an empty building. So yeah, like occasionally a robot will run by and someone will shoot it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, it was all shot in this this town, this mod town. That was it. So they don't really go anywhere. No one goes anywhere. So for someone who claimed to be so concerned about something happening every seven minutes, nothing happens in this movie. <laughs> nothing happens. So let me get the bad guy over the loudspeaker. 
Yep. Remember, you all volunteered. Well, you all volunteered. Okay. Human variables, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And that's when we, <laughs> we get the human variable thing again, which makes me so mad because everyone says it a million times this movie. Yeah. They say the exact same words. And that's what pisses me off, I think. Yes. I think Ryan Scott thought that this was clever writing, but it actually wasn't done. It doesn't come off as clever writing. It comes off as really lazy. <laughs> like, like yeah. we need to find out what kind of variables we're dealing with here. In this case, the human, human variable. variable. <laughs> okay. Like I can't wait till the other guy says this then later on that yeah. I just heard in the trailer. <laughs> yep. And it's nighttime. <laughs> uh, we come in on our heroes again. Shane and Piper, uh, the only characters that I almost care about so far in this movie. Yeah, I would. Yeah, almost. Almost. <laughs> uh, and Piper, this is something that kind of drove me nuts too. Where I guess maybe it lends credit to your theory of Piper's been here for longer, but she made it seem like she was in the most recent batch, and mm-hmm. she starts talking like she's been here forever. Where she's, she's oh, you're finally starting to sound like a soldier, Shane. And you're like, well, I yeah. don't feel like one. Uh, but yeah, just nothing, nothing smart is happening. Uh, they're having like a giant campfire. They're trying to presumably still hide from a bunch of murderous robots. Yes. Uh, with a, with a fire pit rocking. Right. Um, and I don't remember the, do you remember what precedes this, this I roll, I roll quote? Why did he say this? (laughs) Oh, um, I don't, uh, but he did, did she? What it made me so mad. Yeah. It, it pissed me off too. I should have gotten written down to the context of it. She says, she says something to him and he's just like, well, you know, knowledge is power. And I was just like, <laughs> like maybe why are they doing this? Maybe, like she, like, cause like a lot of, a lot of the conversation between characters is just questions. Um, and there's one point where it becomes almost like whose lines it anyways, where it's just like question after question. Yes. Um, but yeah, like he, yeah. he knowledge is know. power, and I'm just a bill. Like, yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, we yeah. can all quote Schoolhouse Rock songs too. <laughs> um, yeah, and they have like, well, they still have, they have no idea who they are. Blah, blah. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, that just was like yeah, definitely an eye roll moment. And then um, I don't know if you had anything else before this, but so like this fire, they had like this this oil drum can, you know, homeless guy fire going, if you will, you know, yeah. and all of a sudden he's like. Yeah, we should probably die this out. It's like a beacon right now. Another moment of like character saying something that makes sense, uh, but you should probably have thought of that before you did it, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I don't think because you're you're the ones like we should get out of. We're like we're completely exposed out here, or like we should probably die out this fire. It's like a beacon. Like because you say it afterwards, it makes me think you're more of an idiot because you should have been like. <laughs> let's not light this fire because that's going to be like a beacon. Let's yeah, figure something else late. out. Yeah. Way too late. And I also like in the same scene, uh, they're trying to like force a little bit of backstory in here. And, and yeah. Shane, Shane goes to her and, and says, well, maybe you kill Like, cause I think they're talking about like how, how and why uh, Piper feels so comfortable with weapons. And Shane is like kind of a nerd. Um, a little bit. Yeah. Oh, like when Shane doesn't want to kill people. Oh, it's awful. Oh yeah, well that's right. Because she uh, she's just like hardcore and killed that that woman beforehand. He's just kind of like, well, like you literally just killed someone in cold blood. <laughs> like, right, exactly. And that's when and that's when she says, 
maybe you killed a bunch of insurgents. Maybe I killed my husband and like kind of looks away. It's like, <laughs> like, what a, what a, wait, do you have your memory? Cause I thought everyone's memory was white. <laughs> that's what I thought when I heard that. I was like, that's such a specific thing. To say. And I'm actually, I'm going to, I'm going to get into it now because it, it comes back later again. And I, I don't know if you picked up, I'm sure you picked up on it too. Um, but much later, uh, in a throwaway line, seemingly, uh, Peterson, who we haven't really talked much about yet. We'll um, important. He, 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 he just casually drops, oh, yeah, well, some of your memories may never come back. For some of you, that might be a blessing. And you're like, wait, are you talking about how Piper killed her husband? Killed her husband? <laughs> like, is that, is that, yeah. I, I assume that was the only callback that that was for. It was just written for this. <laughs> because there was no one else that said anything like that, that specific about, well, I don't know, maybe I killed my significant other. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, uh, and then rightfully, rightfully Shane goes, wait, you just blew off a stranger's head and I'm an asshole. <laughs> right? Like Shane. Yeah. Good call out. Like definitely call her out, but watch out. You make a shot too. Uh, and then boom, lights on, floodlights, just like light yep. them up, right? It's like, yep. yeah, well, because you were, you had a fire pit in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, when you're trying to hide. Hide. <laughs> like, light the fire in one of these big abandoned buildings. It's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, when you're trying to hide from You're not going to get smoked out. You're not going to get smoked out. It's a giant warehouse. You'll be fine. <laughs> right, exactly. Nothing here makes sense at all, but like the little baby robots are cute. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. They are pretty adorable. Um, those are, I think, are those the spider robots ones? They they kind of roll in. Were those the yes. roll in ones? Yeah. Spider Max is what they're. We find out they're right. called later. Spider with a Y, because of course. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's eye roll. Uh, yeah. So they roll in, and well, first they're like, didn't they say they're human? What did she say? Something about they're human or something? Did she? Did they think they were surrounded by humans or something? I think she said like they're learning or something like that. Yeah, it's a learning computer. Um, well, no, because then it cuts. It cuts to um, this is when they all meet up. It cuts to our other two friends, Brock and Madison, and that's mm. when they're looking. They're seeing that all of a sudden Piper and Shane are in this jam, and that's oh. when they. That's when they say. Look, other humans. <laughs> oh, I must I must have missed that cut or something. That was weird. Um because yeah. like then they, they cut back to Shane and Piper and immediately they've got like all like the sniper rifle, like red dots, like all their which by the way, none of them they're just like kind of like all over the place. Right. There's <laughs> like a bunch of extras on the side were just like holding like laser pointers and like like <laughs> covering them over their chest. And when and I say a lot of extras, I mean like the three other like the director and like the three other people who made this movie. I mean, um, to be fair, they all, everyone was, uh, SAG was involved. Like everyone got treated fairly and appropriately on the set. No uh, mechs were harmed in making this movie. Yeah, but, made a big point about that in the interview. <laughs> so there was, but they, so they had these like sniper rifle, like, you know, the red dot scope stuff, like all over their, their chest. Those, those never came up ever again. Like none of these robots ever used those ever again. No. And also why didn't the robots just kill them immediately? Yeah, just shoot them. Done. Problem solved. Yeah, there were so, so, so many opportunities for the robots to kill all the humans. Yeah, they're slow. They're actually really, I'm going to, they're, they're dumb mechs. They're bad robots, yes. Bad robots uh, and dumb mechs. Um, Not the J.J. Abrams guy. Yeah, so then the, there's like, I think there's a, there's a handful of these, these, these little guy, little mechs, uh, these adorable little mechs, right? Right. Um, Madison and Brock show up to try and help. Yeah, and then they kind of make a run. For, oh no, this is when this is when Shane's got his line. He's like, 
screw this. And you just start shooting at him. Remember that? Like that, that was how they kind of broke apart. I was like, I love that. Screw this. So he just starts shooting at these things. They have like a little bit back and forth. I don't know. Still again, people are shooting things and no one's hitting anything. Right. And then Shane runs away and doesn't help at all. (laughs) No, he, yeah. He just runs to like an empty warehouse or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, so there, I, like, I kind of jumped a bit here because I jumped to, um, Piper, I think was trying to make her way to the warehouse where Shane was in. And one of these little cute, adorable things like rolls right in front of her and like kind of just knocks her over and is like on top of her. And then this is the moment where we get, this is from the trailer too, right? Where we get the, the drill moment. Yep. Exactly. And there was definitely an awkward moment of this robot thing on top of Piper and like her, they do like a quick, like wide shot of her underneath and like it's very awkward yeah Yeah, and it's like it's yeah and it's so also so awkward like her clearly trying to act against something that's not there uh and it's really it's really bad yeah and we know know that these are very heavily armed robots like they've just spent the last 45 minutes of this movie shooting at people yes why 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 for the love of god would this robot choose to use a drill at this moment (laughs) yeah like just 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 shoot her and it's the slowest drill ever um of course shane's inside the building his gun is jammed i thought or he's just out of ammo i guess right it went from uh, yeah. it went from blue to red so that means out of ammo right if anyone playing tag that's just when you know you're out right you need to go back to the base and and shoot the base twice to recharge yeah he does find like a weird grenade that will come in handy later on that is later on um well he finds it in this point doesn't he isn't it when no he's in- no he doesn't find it here no, this okay. is still the nighttime thing. So they're still going back and forth. And then like, so this, this drill thing is going on. It's gets, like going to drill into Piper's face. Right. And that's when Madison Brock kind of join in and Brock comes out of nowhere with his machete and actually kills the thing with his machete finally. Yeah, finally the machete pays off. <laughs> sure. So they clear the, the little baby mechs and then we get our, you know, we get Piper, Piper and Shane and Brock and Madison, the four of them meet and instantly... Brock is just a total dick to Shane. Oh, he's the worst. And this is a this is a running theme. Brock is an asshole. Period. Well, so first, can I, did you go pick ahead. up on this? Go did ahead. You, did you pick up on this line? So first of all, the battle was over way too easily, which was weird. Yeah. Like, just like like you said, machete that robot, and all of a sudden everything's fine. I, yeah, I think everyone just went away. I don't think I think just went away. I don't think the yeah I don't think anyone shot anything else. Yeah, and this no one did anything. I believe it was our our snide talking main character Shane here who said, "Well, there's a win for the human variable." Boom, human <laughs> variable. They should just call the movie Human Variable. Yes, except for then I would be even angrier because <laughs> <laughs> they would have said the name of the movie like 15 times. Yes, <laughs> but they keep saying Human Variable, and it's really weird. <laughs> like yeah. Like there are parts of the dialogue. Like so, we've seen a lot of bad movies, right? At this point. And yes. uh, the, how long this show is going to last for? <laughs> yeah, yeah, who knows? Yeah, we've seen a lot of bad movies, right? It's, it's and, painful. <laughs> and like, there's a lot of bad dialogue, but in this movie, there's some redeeming dialogue. Like, some of it is written like people talk, and then at other moments, it's so jarringly worded that it makes me so angry. <laughs> Like you were close. It's one of those like you were close and you couldn't quite get it. <laughs> and another one, like awkward, like this is when we really meet Brock, right? And Brock starts like talking about he's like, Oh, they boned me on the drop. And you're like, Of course Brock character would say they boned me, boned on, me the on the drop. drop. Yeah. <laughs> but, 
when he's talking about how he doesn't how he didn't have supplies and everyone else got supplies. Yeah, I pretty much was at this point listening to Brock finally like talk to the group. I was like, blah blah blah. Yeah, Brock sucks. I kind of hope he dies like instantly. Yeah. Spoilers, he doesn't. Spoilers, he turns out to be the main character. Oh, yeah, he turns out to be one of the main characters, which is so annoying. Uh, so then Brock's got some strong words for Shane, being like, Where'd you go? You're a bunch of cow, you're a coward. Brock has got the he says it to everyone, he's like, You're a coward, you ran away, blah blah blah. Yeah, um, say coward a lot. The boy who cried, coward. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so then we jump to bad guy headquarters. I think this is the first time we, we've been there, right? Um, I think so. I think there might have been a quick cut. No, there were a couple of quick cuts there at the beginning, I think, or like not even. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. No, there were. There were because what's his face gave like a little spiel about, I think, and maybe at that point. I don't know. We have a. Either way, we're back at the HQ. This is one of three scenes in this movie. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, so I love how, okay, so we're back in the, the HQ and again, this is this super, uh, amazing computer system they have tracking all these mechs, these high tech AI mechs and everything. Um, and on the screen, it just says in giant words, programming deviation and which is coupled by a line of dialogue that says, well, the spider unit just deviated from its program. <laughs> uh, Okay, so in this HQ, For people who only... didn't read the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and, and and just to give everyone an understanding, so every time we go back to the HQ, there's only three people in the HQ. So we right. got the we got the four star general. They're a branch of the U.S. government, military, whatever. Space Force. Space, yeah, Space Force. So there's there's a four star general, you know, the bad guy, main bad guy, and then there's two engineers who are like basically, yeah, just his cronies, whatever, right? Um, yep. Who are you know running the ship, kind of, you know. Yep, uh, and having uh, doubts about uh, how the where they where and how the general is leading them, right? Who confirmed are both of them are sergeants? <laughs> yes, both of them are sergeants. Yep, um, and then they've got a computer system with a lot of screens that basically just gives you very obvious information, uh, like hey, programming deviation, and then you have the human actor repeating what the screen said to us. Yep, and following it up with uh, it's been thirty hours and no human casualties. Like wait. What about all the dead people between? <laughs> between yeah, like all of the ones that dropped on the, the the plane. How about the guy who gets stabbed in the back of the throat? Like yeah, between Piper killing people, uh, that other mystery woman that killed people, that other mystery woman who died herself, all of the people falling out of planes. <laughs> yeah, and there's no way in hell you're you're telling me it's it's been thirty hours since. Yeah. There's no way. No, no, no. So many human casualties. <laughs> yeah. It's not like all those human casualties happened and then they dropped. And no, no. No, no. There's no. There's been dead people in the last thirty hours. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, it's, I think this takes over the place of like two nights, basically, right? We see nighttime twice, don't we? Um, yeah, I think so. That sounds right. Sounds about right. Whatever. We'll go with it. So, I think at this point, the the guys in the HQ, they're like, I think they call out that all the humans are together now, right? Right. Which again is doesn't track with the rest of the in movie logic. So like they're saying, they're like you're right. Where they're, he's just about the big bad is about to say they're all together now. Let's up the ante right. um, and do something real wacky. But the like just like a little bit while a little while later, they explain how they've been doing this for months and months. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they're like oh, well, they're all together now. Like the plan finally came together. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> this is many plans. Yeah, and they tried to kind. Well, they, uh, I was just about to say they try to explain that later, but they don't really. Actually, they explain it, but it actually makes that make that makes that line makes 
even less sense right. later on. When they like talk about there's different there's different teams, and I guess there was like a red team, different color teams. Right. And this was the white team. So right. it's like all like that's why they have the white jumpsuits. Yep. Which they tie in later, and it's like, okay. And then there was a, apparently a certain number of them that were all dropped in here. Like right. this here's a group of a boat of like a hundred recruits. They all get dropped in here, and then here are the few that are like surviving. Yeah, there's four right. that are left. Oh, they're yeah. all together now. Yeah. Uh, let's up the ante now. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess, I guess two groups of two found each other. Yeah. Success. <laughs> One guy's got a machete. <laughs> One guy's got a machete and a real attitude. Yep. Oh boy. Uh, so well, back with the team right now. Yeah. So now we're back with the team. And when we say we're back with the team, we're back with, you know, I guess we'll call them good guys. Yeah. We should come up with a name for them. Yeah. We'll call them, we'll call them, the B team. Yeah, at best. Because not the A team, they're just the B team. So. How about the A B team for the at best team? I like that. So the A B team. Yeah. So we're back with them. So we yeah. got a bad guy HQ. Because this is all you need to know, listener, by the way. It's we got the bad guy HQ, and then yep. those are the two spots. And then anywhere where the A B team is. Yep, that's it. <laughs> that's it, which is nowhere. Which is uh, all in front of no human signs frequently. Yes, and in Main Street, Maud, Oklahoma. Right. <laughs> Which they don't know where they are. Um, so we're back with the AB team. Yep. Um, we found another walk- guy. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, they just, like, nothing really happened. They're just walking around looking for shit. Yep. Uh, and then they come across another human. Very uh, subtle. It's very subtle. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> I think I think about as subtle as the movie. Yeah, exactly. Yes, <laughs> this guy's immediately fake. Like there was no like they could have. So the thing they could have played up on this was they could have played up the fact that like maybe someone that we've already been established with is this robot. Sure. And which would have been way more interesting. Yes. And they did not do that. And immediately it was just like, yep, this guy is the robot. <laughs> well, so there's a little bit of dialogue. <laughs> There's a little bit of dialogue right after this that makes me think uh, when when Ryan Scott is writing this uh, mm-hmm. and the other guy. Mm-hmm. I blame most of this on Ryan Scott. It makes me think in the back of his mind, he thought that we already knew this. <laughs> like I think in I think he forgot what he was writing. And um. so like he thought that he had already told us that there was someone else that what that was a robot. Uh, and so when he writes this foreshadowing kind of bit from Shane, when Shane goes, and then there were five. And it's mm. like, he has like a real foreboding tone to it when he says it, which was, I called out as being weird to me at the time. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I thought that was weird too. Was but like, oh, more is better, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I def- yeah, it was, yeah. I don't know. So they come across another human, another person, another character, Blake. Blake. He's chipped up as well. Um, he speaks and this is the moment where I was like, he is definitely leading the race for the worst actor of this movie. Then we get Brock immediately just still just being a dick, this new guy, right? Yep. And my first thought was like, man, when this, this guy Blake showed up, I was like, wow, he's he's not very good acting. I was like, he might be, maybe he's gonna, he's got to be the robot or something. Like the robot's still out there. I was like, he might as well be wearing a red shirt. I feel like he's going to die immediately though. So I was like, oh, maybe he's just like a human that's just going to get lit up and then moved along, you know, we're going to move along. But I thought like, it went two ways. It was like either he is the he is a robot, or the robot is one of the four, and this is just like a big con to like make us think that he is the robot. And I was like, that would be way too smart. <laughs> damn it! I think we're being damn it. 
Yeah, we're we're we've both rewritten this movie several times in our in our heads. Uh, way better. I think we're like trying to justify and make it better, and it's just not happening. Yeah, like the guy who plays Blake and Ryan Scott uh, have never finished a UCB class. Like <laughs> they're like they're like at that level of. <laughs> yep, yep. Which is which is low. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's low. So then we jump back to Bad Guy HQ. Um, uh, no, I don't think it much goes on here. We get some cool, not cool. Oh, I don't know why I said that word. Uh, we get some <laughs> yeah. giant computer screen. So we're the Bad Guys HQ, and then we get some, you know, shots of the rest of the mechs. We get the Mech Four, the yeah. Spider with a Y mechs. Um, yeah, this is when they spell the names for us so that we can see them. Yeah, so we can see them, and I was like, okay. Oh, okay. Great. I needed to know. Uh, and then, um, we've got this comically bad villain, um, yes. Who says this line. I never forget how the setup is, but it's, it's hilarious. Uh, I think there's one of those. They're saying like, Oh, there's, there's, uh, there's a few spider mechs in that quadrant and what, like, and a couple of other mech fours where like, they're like just about to, they're thinking that something's going to happen. There's a fight that's going to go down. And that's when Russ, you can, you can deliver the line. Oh, he drops this line. Uh, the suspense is killing me. Hope it lasts. <laughs> do you think this? Do you think this is like? Do, do you think they're being serious this movie? Or do you think this is like kind of just trying to be awesome bad? Yeah. No, I think that like Wolf uh, Cop. That's gonna be like an awesome bad movie. Yes, that seems intentional. Uh, yes. I feel like the Haunting on Fraternity Row was somewhat intentional. Definitely, I agree. Uh, I think this one takes itself seriously. I think it does too. To okay. agree, like he, this guy wants to make an entertaining movie. He like is very earnestly wants to make an entertaining movie. Well, he wants to make money. Well, yeah, but he doesn't also, necessarily like, mean entertaining. Well, half so half of the interview he talks about only <laughs> wanting to make money, and the other half he talks about he just wants to like make something that people like people for get a little escape, you know, robots and guns, uh, and okay. just want to watch robots kill people for a little bit, you know. Okay. All right. Yeah. Right. A weird thing to say, but. All right, well, Russ, I think that's probably a good stopping point for now. Uh, sorry, listeners. Hopefully the suspense won't kill you too uh, while we're waiting for part two. Um, we're going to come out with that on Thursday. Uh, and either way, thanks for listening. We'll be back as Jared said on Thursday, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at uh, It's This Meets That. And we're ITMTPod on Twitter. Uh, or if you're feeling old-fashioned, send us an email at itsthismeetsthat at gmail.com. And as always, you can find all our episodes at itsthismeetsthat.com. 